listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Well-Being, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. Hi, welcome to another incredible interview of Woman of Strength podcast and TV. Now, I've got a returning guest this time, um, and Heather was my guest 14 months ago. We had an incredible interview then, and so she's going to share with us what's happened between 14 months ago and today. So I'm looking at that part of the journey. So it's always really good to really know that the journey of life is just that. It's ongoing. So you don't reach a destination and that's it. You continue to grow. So first of all, I'd like to welcome Heather. Now, last time, Heather's informed me that she's now got married since. So, I mean, that's a massive journey in itself. Um, but I'm going, to pre- I'm going to pronounce her surname. I got it wrong the first time round. So I'm going to see, do my best to get it right this time. So I'd like to welcome... Heather Hingenbotham Davies. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. Fantastic. Now, Heather, we had a great interview last time, and I'm just going to read out your bio just for people that didn't see the previous interview, just to know a little bit about you. So, this is Heather. So, Heather is a writer, a rekindled poet, a TEDx speaker, a bridge builder, and an eco warrior. She believes in the power of community and the inherent goodness of people. She has an intense love affair with learning and learning and more books than she could ever hope to read. Heather is a recovering people pleaser, compulsive learner, and proud imperfectionist. She's literally writing the book on being an environmental hypocrite. She secretly dreams of being a Cirque du Soleil aerial dancer. Wow. <laughs> but, she, but she's not particularly flexible or graceful. When she's not busy helping women to own their awesomeness or saving the planet, she can usually be found adventuring with her precocious kid and pirate husband, sleeping, soaking in hot springs, drinking tea, writing poetry, geeking out on sustainability and trying to make the world a better place. So welcome. Pirate husband. That sounds interesting. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, that was that was definitely a uh, uh, very fun part of the journey since we spoke last. Um, I got out of uh, the abusive marriage that I was in in two thousand nine, and um, for most of my dating life, I guess you could say. Um, I pretty much uh, defined my uh, worth, whether I was in a relationship or not. It was very difficult for me to be on my own. And when I got out of that relationship, I had a lot of personal work that I needed to do before I could even consider being ready to be in another relationship. And so I spent, I spent a good six years doing work on myself. Uh, and then I had a lot of opportunities where the universe gave me, um, <laughs> gave me some, some choices to decide whether I was going to compromise, continue to compromise myself like I was so good at doing in the past. And I came up with a very, very clear um, 
set of boundaries for myself of what I was not willing to negotiate on in relationships. And this applied to friendships as well, but specifically around relationships, because that's where I tended to compromise the most um, of how I wanted to have a relationship. And when I first dated somebody after I got divorced, um, it was, I remember this so vividly. I was talking with my counselor and my only criteria was I needed to be with somebody that wasn't going to be abusive to me. And so I was talking to my counselor and she said, I promise you there is somebody in this planet that will not be abusive to you and that you also will not be embarrassed to be seen with in public. Cause I was dating somebody that was incredibly sweet and kind and gentle and very, uh, did not understand social boundaries or personal space mm. or really have, have good uh, skills with people interaction. Yeah. Um, so that was a good wake up call for me of what am I really looking for? So then I decided I needed to be clear with that on myself before I could even consider showing up for a relationship. And it was really entertaining because I came up with some, some very firm, non-negotiables in my life and the universe kept putting people in my life saying oh here's this really really great person and and they're amazing in all of these ways except this one really really obvious glaring thing <laughs> that you said you weren't willing to compromise on are you sure yeah. so that happened to me in three different relationships and I I got to ask myself am I really sure and uh those three men are still incredibly important in my life and I adore them. And I was able to approach that not from, I have to make this relationship work because it defines whether or not I'm a decent human being to, is this the right person for me? And it's okay if it's not because I need to make the choices that I need to make for myself. So that was a very um, entertaining learning experience from, from the universe of how to keep boundaries. Yeah. So what were your non-negotiables? Uh, a lot of them were around treatment, obviously, since I was in a very abusive relationship. Um, how I am willing to be treated, what kind of relationship I want. Um, but in addition to that, I needed to know that I had alignment with somebody uh, on multiple planes. So uh, environmental, obviously, because that is a really important part of my world, uh, family values. Um, um, I just had them all in my head and now I can't think of them on the spot. <laughs> um, spiritual values, somebody that is willing to do their own personal work and mm -hmm. deal with their own demons. Uh, and that was a really big one for me because I had, um, I, I had experiences with people that were almost perfect, but weren't willing to look at themselves and do that deeper work. And it was really hard to walk away from, but it was really important. And, and also the realization of people being on different, different levels of growth and not judging who is where, but if I'm not at the same level, whether I've done more or less than somebody, it's hard to make that kind of relationship work. Uh, when you're not in alignment in, in your own personal growth work. Yeah. And it's such a common thing, isn't it? You know, people will talk the talk, but don't walk the talk in terms of they speak the right language, they say the right words, but they don't put things into action. So they appear right. on the surface to be this, you know, perfect human being that you 
manifested and then all of a sudden like he said the universe goes okay well this is you know you've got 99.9 percent but there is this part that's non-negotiable and it's you know it's a, a very very small part but how important is it to you and i mean it's mm. it's it's it, incredible i think that you've been really really firm with your boundaries and say well actually it's a non-negotiable and non-negotiable means non-negotiable and i want someone who completely aligns with me so how long you said you had the three relationships prior to mm -hmm. your husband is that right mm -hmm. so it, i want to go back just a second before right. we go on okay. is, yeah uh, yes it was important for those non-negotiables and in the process, it was also really annoying because I, I can laugh about it now and I know that the universe has a really uh, unique sense of humor. Yeah. Um, but in the moment, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm so ready for this. And the universe is like, no, you're not. Yeah. You have more work to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my sort of probably a little bit around my next question is, so how long were you in those you know those three relationships before you've realized actually this is not the one for me it was you know was it a long time was it quite quick or how did that sort of show itself because I, I think you know lots of women would be interested in that because when you've come out of an abusive relationship and then you walk into someone who's very caring who's very giving who's complete opposite to what you're used to it's easy to fall into that space, isn't it? You know, where this is so different. This must be the right one. And yet there's that element that actually this is not quite right. So, yeah, absolutely. And it was, it was a simultaneously uh, very uh, relieving, but also terrifying at the same time, uh, going into new relationships. Um, two of them were with people that I, uh, that I had known for several years and had not, had a romantic relationship with um, and we were very open in all of our conversations of being able to say is this you know, we're just we don't know if this is what we want to do um, and one of them was somebody that I didn't know at all and ended up in a relationship with and so that was a lot harder because it's trying to get past those walls that we all put up of defenses um, and also how we want to present ourselves to the world um, when you have a friendship that already exists with somebody you've broken down some of those walls but you still have have those safety mechanisms in place of mm. how you show up to protect yourself based on past experiences and um so i think i said earlier i very purposely was not in a relationship with anyone for about six years after my divorce um, primarily because i needed to have that space for my daughter she was only two at the time for her to know that I was there for her and she had stability and security at all times, no matter what. And I didn't want to be bringing people into her life and confusing her. Uh, but when I did end up dating um, those, those few people, um, I was very deliberate about how, how I brought her into that. Um, but uh, I would say how long, those relationships lasted um, several months, but it was, if we hadn't been able to have those open conversations of being realistic about whether it may or may not be right, it probably would have been significantly longer before realizing that it wasn't the right fit for me yeah. or for them. Yeah. So what was it, what was it that told you? Was it instinct? Was it, you know, what, what was it that, 
said to you, this isn't the right fit? Uh, I was me kept, I kept trying to convince myself that uh, those boundaries that I had set that were so important, uh, maybe that maybe they're not that, maybe they could be a little bit flexible. And I had to keep saying, you've, you've been down this road before. And if you want to have a relationship where you can show up a hundred percent all in with that ridiculous giddy grin, knowing that no matter how you present yourself, it's going to be accepted. Um, that I had to keep those boundaries. And I was actually just having this conversation with a woman the other day who was commenting about potentially being ready to start dating after being divorced for uh, quite a while. And, and I can honestly say today, and I've never experienced this in any relationship before, is that I, I know that I can show up 100% real with my husband, no matter what, whether I'm spiraling and going into PTSD flashbacks from my abusive marriage or whether I'm freaking out about something that's happening with my kid or just having general uh, lack of self-confidence, whatever it is, I can mm -hmm. show up and I know that I'm going to be held and accepted and I've never had that amount of freedom in a relationship before and it's really amazing and now I know that that's why I had to learn all those lessons and be able to hold those boundaries to be able to be open to accepting that kind of relationship and that kind of um, trust in somebody and to be able to share it with someone. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you've done, I mean, obviously you have done the inner work around those boundaries and, and why you were trying to compromise them. What did you come up with when you were in that space? What's been the most interesting for me in this process is I, when we spoke 14 months ago, I felt like I was doing really well. I, um, I had actually just, uh, my husband and I, who I've actually known since I was uh, 18, we've known each other for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a conversation for a, about four years on whether or not a relationship was right for us before anyone ever knew we were even having that conversation but we had just gotten to the point where we were thinking maybe we wanted to try this um and what what really struck me was that i felt like i had done so much work and i had but i had no comprehension of the level the depth that that violence and abuse has affected me mm -hmm. um all of the counseling work I had been doing was on how to co-parent, how to exist in this situation with somebody that had been abusive to me. Um, but I hadn't been in that deep level of, a, of an intimate uh, relationship with somebody. And as we started moving forward and I started recognizing physiological things coming up for me, psychological things based on a decade and a half of conditioning from being in that abusive relationship um, in going to counseling specifically for PTSD work because I had not realized how much that impacted my ability to function in, in a relationship with a romantic partner. 
Gosh, so that's, that was a big journey then, wasn't it, really? You know, that the, the time and the inner work that you had to do to get to, it sounds like an incredible place that you're in right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm still doing it. I still yeah. have moments where I can say, I mean, I joke sometimes that I feel like I'm Peter in the Hunger Games because something will happen that from his perspective is completely benign, but from my perspective sends me spiraling and I have to ask him, is this real or not real? This is what's happening for me. This is the story I'm telling myself. And he'll, <laughs> he'll sit me down and say, this is, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is what actually happened. This is my intentions of whatever the interaction was. Uh, it was nothing directed at you. It was not personal. But my internal reactions are, oh, shit, I did something wrong. Yeah. He must be upset with me. I need to figure out how to fix this or walking on eggshells. And when, when you're so conditioned in those relationships to immediately go on the defensive and feel like whatever it is was your fault and you need to somehow repair the damage, it's really, really hard to break yourself out of that cycle. And so I've been able to recognize it coming up for me and actually say it out loud to him and say, this is what's happening for me right now. Is this real? And he can say no. And then I'm actually trying to re- retrain my brain, uh, rewire my brain because it's been the neurological pathways get so worn down yeah. over time that I actually have to retrain my brain yeah. so that I don't go straight to that uh, fight or flight. The world is about to end yeah. mode. Yeah. And that takes time, doesn't it? Creating those new neural pathways, because mm-hmm. like you said, those other ones have been there for such a long time that, yeah, that those connections are just immediate without even thinking about it. It's just that, you know, the fight or flight, you're just reacting to a situation. You don't get time to think. You think, you know, your thinking pattern is very much, it's around fear and there's, you know, something's going to happen to me, but the reality is something quite different, but it feels real obviously for you at the time. So yeah, so to continue to do that work and have someone who's going to hold that space for you and enable you to feel safe to be able to do that must feel incredible. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Wow. So what would your advice be to, to women who are currently in a relationship or if they're just about to embark on a relationship? This is the advice that I gave to my friend the other day. And uh, she, she looked at me like I was crazy. And then she thought about it for a second and said, actually, that, that makes sense. And when I started thinking about it in this way, it completely changed how I approached both relationships and friendships, um, anybody that I have in my life. So it doesn't just have to be limited to a romantic partner. But being able to approach relationships from the perspective of, is this energy right for me? Is this what I want in my life and what I need in my life and what lifts me up and makes me feel good about myself? Or is it something that I feel like I have to pretend to be somebody that I'm not, or it makes me feel like I'm always trying to work harder to make it work and I don't feel like that's being reciprocated. And so when I approached it from the standpoint of curiosity, instead of I have to make this work because this relationship is going to determine whether or not I and lovable yeah um it was so much easier to to relax and be myself and show up authentically and be able to say 
I'm going to be who I am. And this person may or may not adore me. And if they don't, then it's pretty clear that that's not the person that's right for me and mm. not putting judgment around it, but just saying, I believe fully that I deserve somebody who thinks I am the raddest person on the planet. Yeah. And if I'm with somebody and I'm trying to convince them how awesome I am, not only is it exhausting, it's also pointless because, yeah. because you don't want to spend your life convincing somebody how amazing you are. You want them to love you for who you are and be able to show up as who you are. And once I was able to see that difference, uh, it took a lot of that pressure off. And instead of feeling like I have to make this work, I was like, oh, is this going to work? Maybe, maybe not. Mm, that's so true. You know what you said, I mean, about, you know, you don't have to convince someone how awesome you are. They just have to see it. If you have to put that energy in to trying to convince them, then yeah, like you said, they're not the right person. Either. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just not the person that you want, you know, to have that relationship with. Right. And being able to take that judgment out of it. It's mm. so hard. And I know any, <laughs> a lot of women listening to this will say, that's great. I'm glad you could do that, but it's not that easy. And I fully recognize that. And I mean, it took me <laughs> almost all of my 38 years until a couple of years ago, I figured this out to, to approach things differently. And uh, so be patient, be gentle with yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, you deserve somebody that adores you. Yeah, and what I hear you saying is about is valuing you. What you've done is you've stepped into that place of I value who I am, I like who I am, mm -hmm. and I'm clear about what I want and what I deserve. And this is what it looks like. And if this other person, whether it's a friend, whether it's an intimate relationship, whether it's a family member or whatever, um, if they can't value me for who I am, then actually I don't need them in my life or I, you know, they're not the person that I want to spend a lot of time with in terms of growing into myself because you need to feel safe with those people, don't you, to be able to do that. Otherwise you go, you go back into that people pleaser again, which is we don't want to go backwards. We want to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is about choice, isn't it? Do you, do you feel that it's about choice? Is it about timing or is it about choice I, I choose to step into valuing me or is it about I wasn't ready to do that now I am I mean what's your I th view I think it's a little bit of both but it yeah. is more more choice than timing um, yeah. in my experience I think everything happened exactly when it was supposed to happen and that's how the world works yeah um, but nothing could happen until I was able to make the choice to show up authentically and yeah. to be able to choose to bring people into my life that, that brought me, um, that brought acceptance and, and support and trust and um, built me up instead of made me feel like I had to defend myself or prove myself. Um, until I could choose to show up in a way that opened up the doors of the universe to bring those people into my life, um, I couldn't, none of those relationships would have, would have worked. Yeah. So 
share with us now what's the feeling that you have every single day now that you're in this incredible relationship what are the feelings that come up for you now mm, gratitude yeah. every moment of every day um, knowing that I have somebody that I can fall apart in front of and he will be there to to hold me and let me fall apart not to fix things for me yeah but to say I'm here to support you what what do you need and that's a big change instead of having somebody that either tells me that I shouldn't be falling apart or tries to fix them in ways that tries to fix things in ways that that don't work um, just having that unconditional love and support is incredible sounds like it sounds amazing and so if you were to leave just one last gem for women what would that be what would a little piece of advice be um i'm gonna look at my notes <laughs> um i think the the biggest thing so i i also want to say that i don't i don't want this conversation to come across as as um everything i'm doing is is based on my success in having a relationship and getting remarried because that isn't it at yeah. all and I'm grateful because I have a supportive partner and I'm still doing all of my work every day and it's a journey. I'm never going to be done doing my work. I'm raising my child who is 12 and seeing the effects of alcoholism and abuse come out in her and trying to hold space for her and help her go yeah. down her own path and learn how to uh, find her own healing and recovery. And I think, I think the biggest piece of advice I can give is just to, to trust that, that you are strong enough and that you will know exactly what needs to happen when it needs to happen. And you are the right person for the people in your life. And if you feel like something isn't right, then you should trust your gut and, and instincts. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for sharing that. And, and for our viewers and listeners, I would yeah, invite you to go back and listen to Heather's original, the first um, interview we did, and so that you can see and hear the difference in just 14 months because that gives other people hope too, doesn't it? it? It's like, you know, this has been 14 months and this is the space that you're in now. And, and like you said, it's a journey. You're continuing to grow. You're continuing to understand more about yourself. You're continuing to release things that no longer serve you. And it is, it is that journey. And it's something that we're all on or it's something that we, you know, we really need to accept that there's no destination. It's not like, oh, when I get the best relationship and I get best business and, best home and all of that then it'll all be sorted because it isn't it's it's just it's continual it's continually looking at yourself and also showing up as your best self whatever that might be and like you said the key to that is putting your boundaries in place being really really clear about what your boundaries are and what your non-negotiables are because you're going to grow quicker when you can put that into place otherwise you're just going to keep attracting more of the same yes Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Heather. It's been really great to catch up again and, and see where you are. We'll have to do the same again in another 14 months and see, what, see where you're at then. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
andrewilcock.com. Serving women to serve the world.